right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, women and children of all ages, we're back for episode 35. We want to do kind of a Father's Day, uh, you know, acknowledgement, I would say. I don't know if we got to do the whole show like that, but let's go around the room and just acknowledge our dads real quick. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Mike? Fathers. I'm up first? Yes, sir. All right. Um, let's see. So I'm I'm the second. I'm Michael the second. I'm not going to give you all my last name. But I'm Michael the second, um, and I am the oldest of two. And my father, one of the things that I appreciate uh, about my father that I've been able to glean from the way I was raised is exposure. We talked about that a little bit in uh, the last episode, and how much effort <clears throat> my father put into. I was telling a friend of mine not too long ago, I've been and can know my way around, at least I used to, every branch of the library, every Detroit library branch in the whole city of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, I've spent significant amounts of time in all of them. I've rented books from all of them and sat there and drawn and colored and painted and read and all of that kind of stuff. Um, because my father, his, his thing, he likes to read and he writes and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so the exposure there <clears throat> caused me to like to read and write and you know those type of things so I feel like my understanding of language my understanding of the world even because obviously book that's how we get our understanding of the world is through reading um excuse me um but yeah I I really appreciate the amount of time and then also I was on punishment a lot when I was a kid. <laughs> so I spent a lot of time by myself in my room and the only things I was allowed to do was draw or read and uh, I spent a lot of time doing both of those things and I became pretty good at both of them um and so that's a passion that I carry with me even today is reading I love to read um another thing is that uh again relating back to exposure my father made sure that we didn't just do stuff that you ever heard somebody say, oh, that's white people stuff? Or yeah. oh, that's the type of stuff white people do. Yeah. Um, my father made sure that we were not locked into the ghetto culture mm-hmm. mindset, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was about 12 or 13 years old, uh, my father took us ice skating. Mm, wow. Nobody else in my hood had ever. Yeah. I grew up. <laughs> I grew up. So Dexter... Uh, Joy Road, Linwood, and Davidson make a square. Mm-hmm. I grew up right in the middle of that square. And for those of you who are from Detroit City, you know we wasn't doing a lot of ice skating. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so anyway, I remember my father took us ice skating, and it was a it was a strange experience because I used to like to rollerblade, so I I was kind of the skills kind of transfer a little bit, so I was okay. Um, but I remember noticing, taking active notice that we were the only, this was before I started high school, so I had never been around too many people that weren't black. I remember specifically taking note of the fact that we were the only black and or brown people in the entire facility. And um, it was interesting interesting to me, it was kind of a culture shock, obviously, but it was also something that as I grew, I realized that that was intentional. You know what I mean? It was on purpose to keep me from being mentally locked in a certain space. You know what I mean? Some of the restaurants or or museums or, uh, you know, attractions when we go out of town, we wouldn't just go to Cedar Point. We would go to places that would expose us to other things. You know, we went to the Renaissance Festival uh, Festival a lot. We went to all kinds of museums and all that. And so 99.9% of that was... uh, 
from my father's directive, you know, the things that he wanted to expose us to. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I'm the man that I am partially because of that exposure. And that's so awesome. I'm, I'm grateful for that forever. That's, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, I love that's that. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. That's good stuff. Brother Gant? Yes, sir. Um, so I think for mine, um, my dad was, was very influential. I've mentioned a couple of stories before. Um, one event that kind of set or that was... It was important to me and kind of set a good precedent was I mentioned like he had a, uh, a job promotion opportunity and had asked whether that opportunity was just coming in because of the need to fill a quota or was it based on his uh, actual skill set. And they were upfront with him, respected him, you know, asking the question and, and then told him that, you know, yeah, it's, it's about, you know, yes, we have a quota, but we still want your skill set, too. And this was a promotional opportunity, more pay and everything else. And he turned it down. Because if he didn't want, you know, if they weren't wanting him because of his skill set, he didn't want to take that job and be hired in as a as a favor or as anything other than, you know, for his skill set. So set a lot of examples for me like that. Um, a lot of the same kind of stuff that, you know, we talked about a few episodes ago about like a Bill Cosby speech is. Anyways. Uh, um, but a lot of that, a lot of that kind of stuff too. That you know, I just I don't think I appreciated when I was younger. But how to conduct ourselves out in the world and how to present yourself and not have to you know make, meet a stereotype or and not trying to fit into somebody else's image of what you should be. You know what I mean? But just to kind of you know stand on your own and and, and be who you are and kind of you know show that show that part of you to the world. And I think today. Still, you know, one of one of my closest friends and confidants today still, you know what I mean, is that he's often the one I'll, I'll call up, you know, just get his opinion in, in addition to you all, <clears throat> get his opinion on stuff and kind of help talk him through stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that's it. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Cool. Okay. Mine is a little bit different in that um, my father passed away when I was 21 years old. So oh, it's been quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I have to think back, right? Mm-hmm. But, um. He and my mother actually came from Boston, Massachusetts. Okay, mm-hmm. so they weren't mm-hmm. here from they weren't from the Detroit area. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, my mother was just telling me the other day that um they didn't know what barbecuing was. Oh wow! You know, <laughs> yeah, strange. They came from Boston. So, Interesting. You know, and oh, yeah, because, they um, seafood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 you know, she was telling me that um their outings, if you will, was you fix your food at home. Mm-hmm. Then you went to Revere Beach or to the Cape or something like that, mm-hmm. and then had a picnic. Had a picnic you know, yeah, okay. they didn't know how to barbecue. Um, interesting. So, um, yeah, that was an interesting thing that I found out. But as far as my father in particular, um, you know, he would tell us about how he was in the Air Force. You know, spent some time in the Air Force, and he didn't fight in the Korean War. But I think he was in a support role mm-hmm. in the Korean mm-hmm. War. So he would talk to us about that from time to time. Mm-hmm. And he would let me know that um, he ran track also. Mm-hmm. So, okay. you know, okay. he would say he awesome. was, I think it was the hurdles that he said was, was his, mm-hmm. his favorite. So, awesome. yeah, um, he worked here in Detroit for Cadillac Motor Company um, on Clark Street. That's, of course, long mm-hmm. since been torn well, down. Michigan yeah. Ave. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I remember many times when my mother would pack us in the car and we'd drive down and mm-hmm. wait for him, and then he'd come out the plant, get in the car, and then we, nice. you know, nice. you know, just memories well, like those that, kind of you know. memories. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, he worked there, and because he went to Rets, which I don't know if it's still Rets today, mm-hmm. but it was an electronic school, mm-hmm. he learned how to fix 
TVs. Nice. So the interesting thing about it is um, in our basement, mm. he had, we call it his shop down there, mm. full of people's TVs. Wow. And we're talking wow. about the old TVs, yeah, the vacuum yeah. tube, the whole thing, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we have TV, TVs from neighbors up and down mm. the block, you know, people he knew from work, you know, he'd bring TVs home all the time. How many of y'all would it take to carry them in the house? <laughs> <laughs> he mostly did himself. Really? Yeah. But, wow. you know, he would involve us from time to time. Uh, um, plus, he worked after Cadillac, a second job working at a TV shop. Okay, wow. right there, because I'm an east sider, and okay. right there on Mac Avenue near Baldwin. Okay. You know, so right in that area. Mm-hmm. There, so. Yeah. yeah, so that's the thing I remember. <clears throat> as far as guiding and directing us, because there's four of us, I'm mm-hmm. the second oldest of four. Mm-hmm. It was strange, now that I think about it, because my parents always had high expectations mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like they sat down and drilled it into us all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't remember conversations where I said, you know, I expect you to do this. And it was just an expectation. Yeah. So much to the point where when we would get good grades in school, mm-hmm. we wouldn't necessarily get a pat on the back. Mm-hmm. It was just expected, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, mm-hmm. that's the thing that I remember the most. Um, he was always there. He was different from me in that he's more like my son where he go into a room and he just draw all the attention and he just talk and get people laughing you know yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. the type of person where I can be a wallflower and be totally <laughs> yeah, content, yeah, you know? yeah, but yeah. you know he would come home and you know he was basically a quiet individual around the house but around <clears throat> friends and relatives you know they all love Paul that was his name mm-hmm. so, okay. yeah but it's been a while but yeah good memories though. Awesome. that's awesome man. that's awesome um, I am the oldest of three. I'm the oldest son of Alex and Deborah. Um, my other brothers, Adam and Aaron, they come right under me. Um, I'm very proud of my father, and he always lets us know how proud he is of us. And um, what I love about my father is he's he's that an example of how you conduct yourself as a man. You know, and he showed all three of his sons that, and I really love how he took being a father seriously. You know, I can really really appreciate that. And um, I saw a post the other day online that said, if in the next lifetime, would if would you want the same father again? And I'm like, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> you know, I'm like, definitely. You know, because, cause, you know, he's a fun guy. You can put him anywhere on the planet, and he'll make a friend. You know, and he taught he taught all of us how to do it. I was just hanging out with him last night. And uh, he's just a pleasure to be around, a good spirit. And I love even just listening to myself on video because I hear his voice. You know, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, I'm a really proud son and I'm, I don't waste any time always mentioning my father anytime I can. Mm-hmm. Anything I know how to do with, you know, tools, <laughs> you know, outside of the injury. But yeah, you know, learn how to use tools, work on your car. I mean, you name it, man. He sat down and did the math problems with me. Showed us how to cook things. I mean, he did it all, man, you know. And, I mean, he, him and my mother were a great team, but he really enjoyed, and I know he even misses it now, just having three little boys, mm-hmm. you know, to take fishing, mm-hmm. you know, take on trips, and, you know, and he just loved being a father. And we we felt loved, you know. And and I came up in a time where a lot of my friends didn't have their fathers, mm-hmm. so he's yeah. father to many. Mm-hmm. And I never took that for granted. I always thought about it because I'm like, I got friends that even tell me now, one of my uh, buddies, he tells me, he says, man, I mean, I just love your household and watching your dad raise y'all. Cause I didn't have that, mm-hmm. you know, so I always had that mm-hmm. appreciation mm-hmm. for having a father. And that's why 
I feel like this segment is important for us to you know acknowledge our fathers because because many just they they won't be able to have this discussion you know and so it's just imperative that we you know because mothers always get they always get the acknowledgement you know and the mm-hmm. praise as they should mm-hmm. but we just can't can't forget about our fathers so yeah mm-hmm. Alex Jr. he's 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 my hero he always will be and then even his father was a great man Alex Senior so you know I carry that name with pride and all that I do and how I conduct myself. And he always drilled in my head that, you know, a good name is rather to be chosen than silver and gold. And I take that very seriously. So that's one thing he drilled into us all, how we conduct ourselves, how we present ourselves, how you treat women, all the things that you should know how to do as a man. He checked all the boxes. So I definitely want to, you know, us all, all of us to pay tribute to our fathers, you know, and, and just say their names. Oh, yeah. All righty. Yeah. I'm, uh, my dad is Gerald Merriweather. And, um. And I'm I'm the sixth child of of Irainer and Gerald, and my dad is a he's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean the guy, the guy that I knew growing up, he is still that same guy. Yeah, you know what exactly. I'm saying? He he is has not changed. He's a uh, very sweet, warm. Grew up. Uh, he was born in 1936, mm-hmm. so he's wow. experienced quite a bit of um, of of things growing up, and he's really taught us to to be really entrepreneurs he really taught us to and like you said the expectations like my, our dad expected us to do well as well you know what i mean because the reason why is because he he tried his best to be an example before before not only his wife and his children but family and friends and the neighborhoods and different things like that my dad he um he worked at detroit ems he actually had a, a few jobs but he actually landed his longer career detroit ems but on the side he had uh, Meriwether signs and Meriwether painting with my uncle mm-hmm. and those guys are just like phenomenal examples man like I, he taught me he used to bring me on jobs since I was six years old mm-hmm. you know learning the, the the skills of painting and putting up signs and different things like that if mm-hmm. I wanted to quit my job I actually could mm-hmm. do painting you know start a, a painting company mm-hmm. and my oldest brother he actually works he has a, uh, a company on the side if he still does that mm-hmm. but he works uh, for Chrysler and like my brothers and sisters they they've done phenomenal so my mother and my father out you know they raised us up to be just like um 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 having manners respecting men women different things like that man i i can't i don't i don't i really don't i really don't have enough time to even talk about how much my my dad means to me you know what i'm saying cuz he's done so so many things and took on so many responsibilities and different things like that and uh, I'm glad we're doing this segment just to 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 at least be a voice um, for you know all fathers that really want to be responsible behind their role and and also whoever sees this mm-hmm. that they can when they become fathers you know they can be reminded that they can be a good steward mm-hmm. in that role as well mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. I'm loving this I'm loving this so, yeah. same here so it's it's in, I think it's, it's imperative definitely just to acknowledge our fathers. And I, and I definitely want to say that um, even though I have friends that didn't have their fathers, I had many friends also whose fathers were in the home. And mm-hmm. I think that's very vital to say that, especially coming up in the church and the school, there were many, many children that I were around that their fathers were there picking them up, mm-hmm. you know, taking care of them, you know, making sure they had. And um, I don't think that that 
that narrative gets talked about enough mm-hmm. to where it's like, yeah. yeah, we, we, as black men, we saw that we lived it ourselves, but we also saw it. Mm-hmm. We saw, you know, fathers hanging there, raise their families, put their kids through college, you know, make sure they were fed and clothed. And I just think that that is a false narrative that gets put out there too much that black men are just not in homes because we're all living examples. Our fathers were there and they took care, you know, mm-hmm. and they did what they could the best that they knew how. And I think that we we just really should celebrate them more because, like I said, mothers always get celebrated, yeah. you know, as they should, without question. Yeah. We just don't want to forget about our fathers. And with Father's Day 2023 coming up, we just want to to definitely just acknowledge our fathers on mm-hmm. in a second. So so thank you very much for listening. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree, man. Um, my my neighborhood, even even the neighborhood that I grew up in, it wasn't just, you know, my father wasn't the only father exactly. on the block or in the neighborhood. Exactly. And um, I'm I, thinking back, you're right. It's important to to mm-hmm. make note of that because mm-hmm. the narrative, especially in this country, is that, you know, black men, <clears throat> we don't, you know, they don't they don't take care of the kids. Right. And um, I saw a lot of fantastic black fathers growing up. Same and here. now I know, I mean, so yeah. you guys are fantastic black fathers and yeah. I'm grateful to know you. Yeah. And I'm grateful to see that this is what happens in our community. And it's not just a bunch of just, you know, uh, uh, irresponsible guys that just, you know, dead babies and that type of thing. Right. Right. It's very important to say I'm, I'm grateful to have that.